0: No obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. The following is rated MA. Some people may find it offensive. It contains language, adult themes and immature content, as well as fart jokes. There will be lots of fart jokes. Listener discretion is advised. You've been warned. Four teams left. Shit's getting real, very, very real. And we're into it again. If you're new, welcome if you're a regular. Welcome back, big nuts. This is the Weekly Wads, the fastest, coolest, most complete weekly podcast on the market because instead of giving opinion, we give interviews with a group of superstars only unfiltered has access to. Check out the crew on this episode. Cody Walker, Mick Crocker, Drew Hutchison, Keegan Hipgrave, The Loose One. Speaking of Loose, Adrian Morley, Appy Coruscant, Josh Mansour, Robbie Farrah, Marty Tapao, and my man crush, the great, the beautiful, man amongst men, Dale Finucane. Let's rip in, legends. Nominating the best someone has seen. It's always difficult and we wouldn't do that to our guests because we love them, that's why. So instead, we'll go through a few categories and see which player or players stand out. Josh Mansour has joined us on the Weekly Watch. Make you debuted in May of 2012. You've seen some wonderful footballers played alongside them, played against even more. Some Hmm. stand out more than others. Who are the faster
1: ones, the ones with just blinding speed that might stand out? Jeez, um, there's definitely a few. Um, if I was going to say people that I've played alongside, um, Wanga Blake, uh, he's just got enormous talent. He's just an athletic freak. Yep. Um, watching Wanga in open space is one of the, the – the, Beauty of all guys, just running, like, uh, you look at, you talk about the Fox, you talk about, oh, um, uh, who else is there? Like, Matt Dufty even running, just running open space, almost untouchable to yeah. catch. Um, so, like, yeah, he's definitely one. But uh, I remember 20, I think it was 2016 or 2014, Matty Moylan, when he just broke out. And yes. I was, I, he was just unbelievable that th- those couple of years. He just couldn't be touched. He was just safe under the high ball. He's got, had the silkiest hands, Um but yeah, those 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 two kind of stand out. Okay, the toughest to tackle—that when you look across at
0: them, they've got the ball and they eyeball you. Which ones you know it's going to be really tough? Tom Burgess, without a doubt.
1: Oh, <laughs> I feel sorry for anyone that has to. I uh, defend that bloke. He's just a bit of a man. He's um, yeah. I, I remember I was just looking at him at the gym the, the other day. and I was just like, this guy can't be. This guy can't be real. He yeah, but he's yeah, he's a specimen. He um he eats dumbbells for breakfast, the big guy. But uh, yeah, he's definitely good. It's good to have in my team, and I feel sorry for anyone that has to tackle him. That's for sure. It's almost unfair. Him and George as identical twins. That's unfair on other middles, isn't it? <laughs> Mate, unbelievable. Yeah, I remember watching him in the grand final. Yeah, George starting, and then you had bloody Tom coming off the yeah. bench. I was like, huh, you think I'll get a break from him? But you're getting his twin brother. What? <laughs> <God, man. laughs> But <laughs> oh, too
0: good, mate! What about the best sidestep? Someone that you've really got to
1: be aware of because they're going to snap your ankles. Oh, we're talking about now, right now. I have to say, probably Jerome Luai is definitely very yeah. Good-y. Um, he yeah, the forwards won't like him come bouncing through the middle. Uh, Brian Thor as well. He's got really good feet. Yeah, um, very powerful as well. Um. But obviously, the goat you can't you can't go past Benji Marshall. Honestly, he he really set the standards, and he sets he sets the bar really high when it comes to stepping around and um, good footwork. So um, you, he's still got it at training. You got it's unbelievable. He's thirty six years old, and he's still yeah. Oh, he's he's just a fine wine that bloke. Fine oh, wine, love it. What about the
0: biggest challenge
1: one on one trying to catch a bomb? Oh, jeez. got a few of those. Um, hmm. Matty Burden has a massive boot on him, I'm not going to say. Huge, huge boot. Um, Adam Reynolds as well, yep. massive boot. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, I think uh, – yeah, I'm going to have to say Matty Burden, to be honest. Okay. Just, he just He just hangs in the air. He swirls all over the place. Yeah, he's probably got the biggest boot I've, uh, I've come across so far.
0: What about directly opposite you, the size of some of these kids now, the wingers, the centers, mm. this next generation – Stop. they're growing quickly and they are
1: something special. I know, yeah they're definitely big, a lot of big bodies are going to have to defend on the edges now, you've got obviously Micah Acevos, Ken Mamalo um, Dallin is the Lesniak, he's got speed and strength yeah. so again, you just got to do your best, put, get yourself in the best position possible to defend these guys and um, make sure you hit them with full force because if you don't, you get bumped off.
0: Thanks for the insight <laughs> legend, really cool, catch you soon. Don't worry, sounds good. don't like putting pressure on the young fella so this isn't putting pressure on the young fella let's call it an insight but by now I guess the rugby league world knows there's something a bit special about young Sam Walker at the Roosters standing yeah. next to Sam for much of his debut season as our guest Drew Hutchison what has impressed you the most mate about young Sam?
2: I think everyone everyone can see the ability that he has and um he's going to be an exceptional player for many years I, I think the thing that that's really impressed me is the way that he just goes about his footy he just he just wants to play and he just wants to enjoy himself and um to see that and i mean to see he's had some really really great individual success but he credited credits it all to the team and mm. he's such a good lad with uh he's got a good head on his shoulders and um, he just he just wants the team to do well. And that's that's probably his best trade, I reckon. I just love seeing him enjoying, his, enjoying himself and enjoying uh, playing with this team.
0: On that, I've spoken and spent a lot of time with his uncle, yeah. Chris. And Chris, yeah. who's a hard marker, super impressed, as you said, with the head on young Sam's shoulders. For a young yeah. fella and for a walker too, because they're not always normal, he is a really well-balanced young fella, isn't he?
2: Oh, absolutely. He's... um. Yeah, he's just such a legend. I I just love seeing him in the morning, and he's always, he's always, um, he's always happy to be around. And yeah. um, yeah, he's just one of those kids that you just, you know, he loves he loves footy, and that's, he loves everything about it. And um, yeah, he just, he just wants to go out and play the way that he, he likes. And I mean, that's, that's sometimes you can't really coach that. And mm. um, I think that's why a lot of us love playing with him. He just goes out and plays with the freedom that not many people do.
0: Plays with the freedom, plays with the toughness. He's only a little fella, still growing, still yeah. filling out.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I wish I, I wish I could eat whatever I like and yep. that sort of same weight. He's, he's on a pretty good diet at the moment, and, um, yeah, it's he's only young. He's eighteen years old, and yeah. um, he's gonna he's gonna mature, and I mean, the the longer he trains and um, plays first grade footy, he's just gonna get better and better, and um, it's something that's very exciting for not only us at the but everyone else that watches rugby league.
0: Is it a natural thing for a guy like Sam? A feel, an instinct just made for it?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean he's uh you've seen the pedigree he's grown up with, he's probably been around footy and um yeah, seen seen plenty of games of footy and I suppose he just he just does um yeah, he just got a skill set that's second to none I and mean, he can pass, he can step, he can run, yep. he can he can do all of those things and it's it really shows in the game he's just got so much uh, instinct and uh, he, whatever he feels he does, and that's that's an impressive trait for him.
0: Great insight, mate. It is always a pleasure, legend.
2: Thanks very much for having
0: me. Thank you. Old school footy talk, old school shit talk to nothing is off limits, no handcuffs here. We are unfiltered. Are you following us on social media? I hope so. That way you get your say on topics of the week, upcoming guests, latest news, debates, theories. We'll keep you posted on who and what is coming up on the podcast, plus exclusive offers and free shit as well. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at the Andy Raymond. What about my man on Instagram? I don't know if he's a first-grade footballer or finalist on fucking MasterChef. He's killing it. Keegan Hipgrave, you culinary superstar. You enjoying your cooking and showing the world, mate? I love it. I actually just
3: watched the um, MasterChef grand final the other week, and it's the best. It's honestly the best. Um, now, my, my girlfriend's dad, he was a chef for 20 years. Wow. So um, I got to live with him in COVID last year, so um, just learning so much. And I love it. You know, we had a little veggie garden growing up, so I've always been around food. Um, but, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's it's good fun. It's good good to get
0: away from footy. What's it's your go-to food. dish at the moment, mate? The favourite? Just a nice lamb
3: rack with crispy potatoes and uh, little salads. Pretty nice.
0: Are you pretty regimented in what you eat in preparation for the weekend and and maintaining I guess a status as an athlete, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, you you can't eat shit and perform well.
3: Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. If you know, night before a game, we're always uh, we make our own pasta and we have um, good carb dishes. And during the week, a lot of it's just salad and veg with a protein, whether that's fish, chicken, or lamb meat, whatever it is. Um, But yeah, it's we're usually pretty good during the week, and then. if we're after a game, if we want to have a treat or two, I'm, I'm happy for
0: that. Okay, mate, I've got a question for you. I noticed the sirloin in the pan, not on the barbecue. Looks enormous, but the barbie and a beer has got a certain ring to it for me.
3: Yeah, I know. I think I can just um, – I think I'm just a little bit more consistent in a pan with the sirloin. Yeah, love it. Um, Don't get me wrong, I love a barbecue, love a barbecue and a steak and a beer. That's the best. Um, But if I want to get it as good as I can, um, a pan's the way to go with a bit of butter, a bit of garlic, rosemary. Yeah, it's the best.
0: Okay, I'm calling you in as the referee here because I continue to battle away with the missus who, by the way, is a massive punish in the kitchen, actually just a massive punish anyway. And if you're listening to this – I'm now telling the world you're a massive punish, so they know as well. She reckons garlic has to be limited in main courses, and I call bullshit, and I say there's no such thing as too much garlic. Your thoughts?
3: There's never too much garlic. I will put garlic on nearly everything. It's the best. It's so good.
0: Oh, you're my man. Keep up your cooking. Good luck with that. Yeah, (laughs) good luck with that. It'll be another one I lose eventually. Keep playing good footy, mate. Thanks for stopping by. Let's go back to 2014. The grand final was between South Sydney and Canterbury-Bankstown. An amazing game of footy. And the lead-in was equally as amazing. Both hookers actually missed the GF because of incidents in the prelim the week before. Michael Ennis with a broken foot and Isaac Luke through suspension. Appy Corasau. Life is about the chances you take, I guess. You took it, mate. Called into a side, excelled, and now have a premiership ring.
4: Yeah. Um... Pretty crazy circumstances to be thrown into a grand final. Yeah. But um yeah, I was just I was just so glad I was able to be backed by, you know, some of the big names in that team and they had all the faith in me and, you know, let me know that throughout the week as well, which really helped and um, you know, it was just lucky to get the chocolates on the day.
0: You were only a baby back then, mate. You were learning your craft. How was the week now that you look back on it?
4: <laughs> um yeah, it was it was actually incredible. Um nothing nothing like it ever before. There was you know, events in the city, um, dinners, we had to wear suits, um, parades and, you know, getting around to all these different functions. And yeah. this is all within a week, uh, you know, leading up to a grand final. And, yeah, it was it was, it was incredible. I was, I was telling the boys actually last year as well um, for the Penrith one, we uh, weren't able to do any of those sort of commitments. But, um, yeah, it's actually pretty memorable as well getting around that as well.
0: Is there one thing that stands out about the
4: game above all else or does it all just become a blur? Oh, it's yeah, it's a blow. I honestly wouldn't remember <laughs> much of it if I hadn't seen the replay. Um Actually, there is one memory that that does come to mind when I think of the GF, and it's uh Sam Burgess tapping me on the shoulder, just telling me, you know, I got to look after him um a little bit here because he's, you know, his eye was gone. And you know, after he said that to me, I was yeah, yeah, that was incredible. Wow,
0: because that was first tackle of the game, him and James Graham clashing melons.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's the one, and. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. He's just saying, yeah, just, <laughs> like you know, he's just letting everyone know, and you know, just got the boys fired up. You know, we we're ready to do anything for him. South Sydney won at
0: thirty to six. A huge day for Happy Corrissow, our guest, and the Cardinal of Myrtle. Griffin Air Conditioning, the best of the best, servicing the Sydney Metro area for both domestic and commercial air conditioning installations and maintenance they got the lot, griffinair.com.au. And Galaxy Finance, for all your financial concerns, questions and needs. If you've got a worry, need some clarity or an option, they're the ones for you. Speak to Leanne, galaxyfinance.com.au. And also Burbank, 100% Aussie owned and giving you everything you need in house or house and land packages upgrade, renovate, or knock down and start again. They've got it all. Burbank.com.au is for you. All companies are on board. Tell them you heard their name on Unfiltered. They'll look after you big time. I promise that. They're all legends. We're proud to be associated with their great names. Their direct links are on our website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au if you'd like to be part of the unfiltered team get in touch legends we've got different levels of sponsorship for different budgets from podcast sponsorship to social media endorsements personal appearances voiceover work basically our deals are structured by you and are limited only by your imagination we'll work with you to ensure you get what you want when you want and how you want Get in touch again at our website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Hit the sponsorship tab. Next week, I could be promoting your company to the hundreds of thousands of potential customers Unfiltered is reaching every single week. The Legend series, I love it. I hope you do too. The biggest names in the game joining us weekly. You know, at any time, you can go back and listen to a Legend series interview actually any of our podcasts all of them are timeless so it actually doesn't matter when you listen to them and even though you may not have heard them when they first came out they're timeless they won't date and they will make sense that's all of our episodes they're ready for you for when you're ready this week on the legend series the beast that is adrian morley your aggression and presence was such that you walked that fine line that we spoke about earlier on the field. On occasion, it was crossed. Is there an incident you regret or are pissed off at yourself about now that you sit here in retirement?
5: Oh, without a doubt, the number one regretting me for your career, if not my life, is the uh, the send off uh, uh, first test, the Great Britain with the Aussies in in, in two thousand and three.
0: Room, But there was little doubt that this man
5: certainly went. He looks calm as David. Take went, time, mate. Let's see. Look at But this right. is a bad right. one. Okay. And yeah. Robbie Kearns is in Disneyland at the moment.
0: Adrian. He's calling Adrian Morley to him now. He's gone to his Adrian. back pocket. It's a real bad one. It's across the chin. You're off, mate. It's a red card. Rightly so. He's such a talented okay, rugby
5: league player, this fella. Uh, I just thought the the team we had. Um, I just thought that the Aussies were there for the for the taking, and yep. I had just come off a, a great year with the Roosters. I just uh, played in a grand final. Just got player of the year at the Roosters. I was probably at the top of my game. That was arguably my my finest year. Yeah. And I knew and I knew this this year was coming up. You know this test series, and I just thought, right, I'm going to show, prove to me, British teammates how to handle the Aussies, and you know what, you know they're not supermen and etc. And I was just so, so fired up, uh, but you know, obviously a bit too fired up, and then um, we all know what happened. We got sent off in the first minute, but just, uh, just for the magnitude of the game, and you know, as I say, I felt they were there for take it, and we actually nearly, nearly beat the Aussies, we were, you know, beating them. Uh, I think about five minutes to go. Mm. The Aussies scored, and if we'd, have beat, if we'd have won that test match, I wouldn't have felt half as bad.
0: That is a cracker of an interview. Love it. I love all of them, but for very different reasons. If you missed it, let's wind back the clock all the way back to episodes 75, 76, and 77 The Legend Mick Crocker. Blank Park, it goes by a different name now, but to you and me, it's. Still Lang Park. Yes. Always will be. You played thirteen games over seven series. Is there a moment that stands out above all others or are you equally proud of
6: every moment in every game? So there's a couple. Uh, one of the first one was running out at Lang Park, just to that you know, the fire on the side, the roar of the crowd, um, and just looking around. Um, that was that was really special something that Never forget, you know what I mean. This so, is for the first time. First time, yeah. yeah. Um, the other one, the second one, was scoring a try running off Lockie. Yeah, I hit a nice hole, scored a good try. We won that game. I think that's the one. Matty Bowens took the intercept. Yeah, in Golden Point, and that was a special game. And then, so unfortunately, two thousand. So I we went two thousand three, four, and five, where we lost those three series. Yep. Living in Sydney, all the press were. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but all the press was. State of Origin's dead. Yes. Queensland will never win again. And yep. that was the fuel to the fire. That's when Mal Meninga came in and changed everything. And, and we, back a few years before that, so Wayne started the Emerging camps. Yeah. And we knew that we were passionate about it. So we had Choppy Close, we had Tossa Turner, these guys coming in and telling us these stories about why Why it all started, how it all started, why we hate New South Wales, and this is—and I say that right—and I I chip my kids all the time for saying the word "hate." Mm. I say, "I hate this," I hate you know, no, you don't know, you just dislike that. The only thing we hate is New South Wales (laughs) on Origin Day, and if you wear blue on Origin Day, I will hate you too. Yeah, so um, that's the only time I'll use that word, but it's 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 genuine. It's it's the stories that we were told. It's just like, wow, yeah, this is. This is a different beast. And then you go out to the country and hear even more stories about how important the jersey is to people. Um, and seeing the smiles on people's faces when mm. you go out there, no matter how, how tough they're doing it's it, it's a there. responsibility. So, absolutely. And it's, you look at guys like Nate Miles, right? No matter how he is playing, Dane, Dane Gago is probably the same as well. The way they're playing a club doesn't matter. You no. put them in that origin jersey, and Nate is still to this day my favorite ever origin player.
0: There's always one club, one team or one player that everyone finds it really easy to get up for. Martin to Powers lobbed. Who's the one for you that rival that for whatever reason just means a little bit more to you when you play them?
3: Oh, look, personally as a player, I would say it's the Bulldogs. Uh as a Bulldog junior, I grew up in the area. I debuted for the Bulldogs. So it's always the Bulldogs. There's just something about it. Uh, my parents, my youngest sibling. He, he plays in the Bulldogs, Harold Matthews team. My parents will watch my game wearing Bulldogs apparel. It's unbelievable. So, you know, I'll stick it to you guys. when we When we beat the Bulldogs,
0: I'm not going to talk to you guys because you guys are wearing Bulldogs (laughs) gear, not Manly gear. (laughs) Uh, Manly versus Canterbury. We look forward to that matchup, mate. Good luck with it. Cheers, mate. Excuse my man-love, but it's time for Dale. Ryan Pappenhausen doing his thing and doing his thing at a young age. To those that are around him, to those that know him, it's no surprise. Dale Finucane, I consider perhaps an extremely mature and professional Young fella, what's your perception?
7: Similar? Yeah, definitely. He's um, you know, he debuted in uh, in two thousand and nineteen. I think it was in round four. He debuted actually as a middle forward. Believe yep. it or not, he was eighty kilos, ring and wet. And uh, Craig wanted to to play him through the middle. I think sort of at the back end of halves when you know forwards are tired, they want to bring Paps on and sort of run around through the middle and at a, a hooker, you know, on quicker play the balls, but um. You know, in that time that he sort of, you know, transitioned from playing in the middle to playing at fullback and I think working closely alongside Billy Slater as well, you can definitely see that he's matured, you know, in that time as a 20-year-old to now, you know, 22, 23 this year. Um, You know, he's, in the last sort of year, he's been really vocal in meetings and, you know, probably when he first came in, it's easy to sort of be that 20-year-old, just sit there quietly and, you know, take on the feedback and listen to what the coaches are saying, but... You know, he's really proactive now in, in voicing his opinion in meetings, and if he sees something, um, you know, voicing that opinion. So, you know, I think that's something you know that Billy's really instilled in him as well, because that's you know something that Billy was in our meetings was always really vocal, and if he saw something, he'd let the whole group know about it. Um, but yeah, he's, he's matured such a, you know, for a, for a twenty-two year old, he's got a very level head on his shoulders.
0: I've known Ryan and the family for 20 years. My kids actually went to school with him and his siblings. He's from a good family. And whilst that's a great head start, the type of manner he shows, I think, is self-taught, the professionalism, the discipline, the preparation, the maturity. And without naming names, it actually doesn't happen with all young blokes coming in so quickly he just seems to have moved into a very responsible position very naturally.
7: Yeah, I think that comes with the position that he plays a little bit as well. Yeah, you know, he's involved in our spine, so you know, he has a lot of dialogue with our halves and you know, with our with our hooker as well. So, um, and as I said with Billy as well, I think you know the way that Billy played for us and you know how you know his active role in meetings as well, I think has really rubbed off on perhaps, And I think. Billy's really taken Paps under his wing as well in terms of, you know, they've been out for lunches and discussed things. And I think during that, um, you know, that break that we had as well, that that COVID break, you know, I think they were really, um, they spoke to each other a lot. And I think that really would have meant a lot to Paps as well to have, you know, a legend of the game, Billy, you know, even though he's retired, he he doesn't have to come back and speak to Paps and, you know, go through video and send him clips and do all those sorts of things. So, I think because he took such an interest in, you know, having that fullback role, you know, play well for our team, I think that's, you know, part of the reason why Paps has really you know, Riley has really matured and, you know, wants to make the fullback position his own and, and do as good as he can with it.
0: This is Andy Raymond, Unfiltered, the weekly wodge. Our guest was close, so fucking close, so fucking close to a date with Canadian tennis star and global spunk Eugenie Bouchard. So close. Well, maybe not that close, but Robbie, Farr- you did give it a crack. Give us the story on the failed proposal. I love this shit.
8: Oh, mate. Mate, that's funny. So I got my events company two four seven. Um, we're over in Miami uh, for the Super Bowl at the start of uh, last year, and um, mate, we we're on a, a bender. We we're just on a really big night. I was I was wasted drunk, and mate, I blame I blame this on Michael Karianis. Okay, Michael Karianis, the Daily Telegraph journalist. So it's about uh, midnight in Miami, and as I said, I've been drinking all day. And Karianis texts me, and he says. Jeannie Bashard's in Miami. He says, You better get her. And I said, <laughs> I said, Watch me. All right. And uh, so I sent out this to my mates, like, What are you doing? And I said, Mate, he goes, You know, that's going to be on Fox Sports within an hour. And I said, I hope so. <laughs> and it was just, in all honesty, it was just a piss take. It was just a laugh with the boys. Um, posted it on social media. And then it just blew up within, within a couple of hours. Uh, everyone back home was talking about it, mate. Uh, I had I had uh, offers from from some different um, companies to to do promos about it, and really, yeah, yeah, mate. It was it was dead set. It was funny. Uh, never got a response from her because uh, the precedent it, had been set. You you offered up on
0: Twitter, but she had actually taken up someone else on a similar offer previously. Yeah,
8: that's right. So that's why I think say. So, She'd taken out like a punter before on a date, so um, so that's sort of it. Become a running joke, or with her, people have always tried to hit her up on social media and yeah. and say, "Hey, Jeannie, like I take you on a date." So that's sort of, I thought, I'll oh, you know, a bit funny. And as I said, I was drunk, and um, yeah, mate. Looking back, it's it, people still talk about it, but it's all it's all Carrie fault.
0: Adam Reynolds is leaving the Rabbitohs at the end of the season. Adam and his teammates have handled the headlines brilliantly, really professionally. Cody Walker joins us to talk about his halves partner. What are you going to miss about I
9: Actually, when he, when he made the decision to leave, I texted him and I said, um, I'm filthy and happy for you at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'll, I'm filthy that he's leaving because of the, the combination that, um, that we've had over the many years. The relationship that we've had off the field um, has been amazing and that's probably helped um, in the, com- in the combination on the field, like me, Reno Cookie, all get along. And over the last couple of years, since the- since we've added Latrell into the fullback position, we all get along off the field and that's probably what's um, helped that relationship on the field. And I suppose it's um, it's that, I suppose, catch-22 where uh, we all wanted him to stay. Yeah. Um, you know, but he's he's obviously made a decision based on you know, the opportunity for him and his family, and and we all respected that. Um, and I suppose the one thing that our job is now is to, I suppose, send him out on a high. Um, he's been at the club for a number of years now. He's, uh, I think he's number two on the all-time mm. um, South Sydney playing um, record, which is outstanding for a club that's been around uh, since 1908. Yep. Our job is just to you know do everything possible that that weekend to send him out in the
0: high, okay, some really nice things you've said about Adam um now the important question, <laughs> and you know what's coming. what aren't you going to miss about adam?
9: oh it's obvious to know that he's a pest of our our club um yeah, I'm not going to miss any of that. He's <laughs> he's been he's been giving it to me about these dad pants I've been wearing. Actually, the last couple of days I've got these Adidas pants where they're pretty old and they're, they're tight. So he's been hem-riming. Um But yeah, I suppose that's one thing that you'll miss. But you'll lose. You'll I suppose you'll be happy to miss. But um, I suppose he brings that sort of energy yeah. um, to the group when when the energy's down. He's one of the players that. Um, lifts the energy and he's he's pretty dry, which is quite Mm. funny. But, um, yeah, he just hammers some of the blokes that train and it's just fun to see when you're not on the receiving end of it.
0: Yes, exactly right. Mate, without him, um, there's the high possibility there's going to be a young fella in that jersey. Is that a role you're looking forward to, sort of being the mentor in the halves?
9: Yeah. um, I suppose I haven't really thought about that, to be honest. Yeah, Um, I haven't this year is all about um, doing the best we can yep. to, to win the comp um, and then obviously the pre I suppose that the pre-season is what's what's going to be a huge factor in that um, you know who's going to replace Adam but I don't even want to think about that or talk about that to be to be quite honest it's, um, it's definitely in the back of my mind where you know he's not there yet so um, why worry about it at the moment um, we want to do everything possible to, to win the comp this year and
0: if you're enjoying Andy Raymond Unfiltered, give us some love. Go to Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening and subscribe to the podcast. Then whack in a five-star rating and a review. As random and weird ass as you like, funniest weekly review wins an unfiltered trucker's hat. Yeah, bribery. Get to it, legends. Legends. It's that easy to win. The winner this week of the Unfiltered Series 1 Truckers Hat is. Chuck's Ruck and Balls. Fair handle, legend. He wrote, assuming it's a he being Chuck. If I could sit down with a Paul's Burger and an Unfiltered podcast every night, I'd be a happy man love that what a combo paul's burgers a famous sydney institution just over the bridge i think it's the tom ugly's bridge on the south side sensational burgers sensational staff too worth a visit legend i can highly recommend it now if you'd like to win one of the caps simply leave a review on the app you're currently listening on make it stand out for a better chance of winning Write whatever you want, maybe your favourite schnitty, your favourite burger, your favourite beer, or simply tell us who wins the grand final and the Clive Churchill medal winner. I'd be saying at this stage, Melbourne, Jesse Bromwich. It actually doesn't matter what you write, as long as you do, be sure to go five stars with it, a cap has won every week, and it really helps us in spreading the unfiltered brand. Once you've left that review, know in full confidence it's my shout at the bar. And if you don't leave one, it's your shout. So the choice is yours. This is the final Weekly Wodge of the year. It's been awesome, but so too is what we've got planned for the off-season. In fact, no such thing as an off-season here. Hashtag that shit. No off-season. Have a great week, legends, and make sure you're back, hikey in the last...